Welcome to T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Your host is Jose Negron. We take the guesswork out of technological jargon so that you know what's next, why it's great or not so great, and how you can benefit from it by learning about it early. Now, here is Jose Negron. Welcome, everybody. This is your host, Jose Negron, on voiceamerica.com on the Variety Channel. Hosting the lead technology show, T3, today, tomorrow's technology, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or noon East Coast Time. Uh, You can also check us out on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Please check your local listing uh, for the morning or evening programs at voiceamerica.com at the Variety Channel. I am glad uh, uh, that many of you are doing that because our numbers for our audience continues to grow, and I'm very happy of that. And I think it's really our formula because the formula I use for the show is just to carry on a scientific discussion, talk about uh, technology, engineering, innovation of new products, and talk to the audience so that they are are informed. And the bottom line is is that you just want to have a dialogue uh, to keep our audience involved with the T3 show, call 866-472-5788 or email me at todaytomorrowstechnologies at gmail.com. The show today is really a round-robin discussion on technology. And the reason I did that was because we've had some great shows. I mean, if you go to Voice America. Dot com at the Variety Channel. Uh, take a look at our lineup that uh, we've talked about. And more importantly, every time I look at these tech magazines and look at the trends of the future, I, I cannot help but smile because usually uh, the topics we discussed on T3 are in the top 10, 25 technologies or innovation that these magazines cover. I find it very rewarding that, uh, and a lot of pride that T3 is able to highlight uh, the way technology is innovated, technology is developed, and the engineering products are being used by our audience. Uh, uh, T3 will continue to uh, lead the discussion on technology products, tech, uh, innovation, and, of course, uh, the new engineering and the way the new future schools are looking at. Because when we take a look at the future, we need to look at the various sciences, uh, the engineering departments, and more importantly, the new products that have come out there. And, there, and last week, we spent a lot of time on the difference between innovation and technology. Innovation is an idea that you bring forth and you monetize it. And technology is re- really using the scientific principle and, so that you can build a gadget and, with the knowledge and information. And we'll go over that. And more importantly, what we talked about last week is, um, you know, the disruptive technology, which uh, pits the large incumbent companies against the small, agile companies. Companies that uh, are looking for new business, new way to approach the uh, the market segments. But I would encourage everyone to go to our podcast, uh, VoiceAmerica.com, and uh, the Variety Channel. Look up T3 today, tomorrow's technology. We have discussed a lot of these pro- uh, projects on science and technology innovation, and I'll just go through a list. Uh, for those who are joining us for the first time, we have really taken up a lot of uh, 
information. So go back, even our May, starting in May, we talked about the Puerto Rico hurricane. In uh, May, we talked about intellectual property. Uh, for those of you who have new gadgets and need to understand how to get your intellectual property secured. We talked about emerging technology and innovation, a list of things. We talked about uh, technology and innovation again. Uh, so two weeks in a row, and this is the round robin of that show. We talked about the wound care product, Pneumobag kit in the, in the April segment and of course we talked about uh, why do we need to return to the moon and talked about space and the space frontier. More importantly in March 19th we talked about the 15 year anniversary of the self-driving car and the uh, grand challenge, the autonomous uh, vehicle race from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. And the other uh, program we had on the uh, March the 26th was do I have that technology? Uh, the first thing I would ask everybody to do right now is take a look at your uh, surroundings. How many screens do you see? How many TVs? How many computers? Uh, what What is the uh, automatic gadget that you're used to? You know, I, I'm looking around the room. I've got TVs. I've got computers. I've got uh, VHSs, CDs. I've got uh, uh, re- uh, recorders for television. Uh, computers, um, servers. So I look around and we're full of technology and that's our new technology world. And, And sometimes I have to ask myself, how is this technology impacting our world? Because it's very important to understand how it impacts. And last week, we talked about Bill Gates, uh, and we talked about is technology uh, accelerating in today's environment. And I can only say, yes, it is. He said, yes, it is. And we're getting more products out there. But what drives the new product or what drives the new technology out there? And that's competition. And it's important for the competition to continue a positive Uh, change in the business market. Business is always looking to compete because they're looking for new ways to produce. And and in order to produce, they need uh, an innovation or they need a new product and and they roll it out. But this is where the difference between large companies and small companies, and we'll talk a little bit more and we, uh, about uh, disruptive technology. But let me go through today and talk about how does technology impact our daily lives? Because a lot of people look around and sometimes I think we take it for granted, uh, really do. So our lives have slowly been taken over technology. I, I'm sitting here as I look uh, at what I have around me. I've got a smart home. I've got uh, internet security. I've got security with cameras. I have uh, the ability to talk to my refrigerator and uh, as stove and, and thermostat and talk to uh, various lock mechanisms around the house. So that is all enabled. I look at the unmanned aerial vehicles. I have several. Uh, I call my little ones. I fly inside the house, which I shouldn't, but I love flying with them. And then I've got the large ones, you know, with the new uh, sophisticated uh, rotaries. And so that is also important. When I look at it, as many as 79% of the employees who now are now working on virtual teams. I know my son right now, um, uh, 
is working from home and he ha- he works with a virtual team every now and then he has to go back and there's the 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 dichotomy i guess from working at home i live in the washington dc area so uh, getting to work uh, at a single point is very difficult we like to commute in and they allow us to commute in and most of the larger firms around here at least allow their workers to work uh, from home and the reason why is because one the congestion two they get more productivity out of them because they get to start from the house. But, uh, you know, uh, technology is here. Uh, the Wi-Fi has enabled gadgets, uh, and those gadgets have changed our work play. Uh, and even uh, on raising our children, I mean, I'm looking at the uh, my, my kids and my granddaughters right now, and we have, uh, you know, the monitors in the bedroom. And uh, we, we look at uh, how we communicate. We use uh, the proliferation of emails, video conferences, the tablets, the laptops, and other uh, uh, other innovations that we use from the office, or even our personal lives, because the uh, most of those uh, we unplug. We say we unplug after five, but uh, we really uh, stay plugged in uh, through our our, our home uh, computers back to our business. Okay, eighty-four uh, percent increase of productivity. They keep saying that because of these new gadgets, we're increasing our productivity, and there's a lot of debate uh, whether we are or not. I will only say that I know that I've got a lot more to do. I get it done, but uh, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, you know, I look at the Census Bureau when I was looking up for this, and it tells me that 15% of the homes had personal computers in 1989. Okay, and now it's climbed over uh, 75 by 2011, and it's almost 90% or more uh, by 2019. Uh, these gadgets have uh, helped us tremendously, you know, from desktop computers, laptops, smart homes, tablets, uh, Apple Watches, GPS-enabled cars. Uh, those are everyday uh, common things. So uh, technology has really uh, surrounded our world, and it's more importantly that you go back and take a look at some of these uh, older podcasts and review them because you can get specific information from those podcasts. In our first season, we talked about uh, uh, the smart homes. We talked about disruptive uh, products. We talked about robotics. We talked about the unmanned aerial vehicle. We talked about education in the future, okay, engineering and technology. And, of course, uh, one program I would uh, highlight is off-road racing fun. Uh, with uh, Mr. South Fish on June uh, 26, uh, 2018. Uh, if you haven't heard that one, I would recommend everybody go back and take a look at that. And then also uh, the Collision of Robot Wars and Star Wars and Indiana Jones. We had uh, uh, Troy uh, Trey Roski come on to the program, talk about BattleBots and the re creation of battle bots and what they're trying to do with STEM education. So all those programs are exciting as I look at where we're headed. Uh, not all things are positive in technology, but three quarters of it are. I mean, technology helps improve our lifestyle, but there are still some shortcomings. It doesn't give you all the answers, especially in health, the di- diagnostics of your blood system, your health sometimes uh, is not completed there, but we're working very hard with new products. Um 
the ability to access your records, uh, record keeping, and, and automation of uh, health records is also very important. But, uh, you know, we're trying to improve uh, various aspects of our lives. If I look at just the human being, uh, you know, we've got hearing losses, we've got poor posture, we've got eye strain. Well, we need to find the right balance and the new technology. One of the technologies we've talked about uh, as far as the eyes was the neurochromatic lenses. And you can find that on our podcast and, uh, and, and look at that because uh, that was a very important program. Uh, uh, Brad Chase talked about how the lenses help uh, you see better. Uh, it focuses you. If you have the dyslexia, it would correct that. So I would encourage everybody to go back and take a look at uh, that particular program because uh, it, is, it is interesting to see uh, what the neurochromatic lens can do for you. Uh, as I move forward, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about technology and the importance of technology. And last week we talked about uh, uh, the unicorns of companies that are making a billion dollars or uh, start off uh, with a billion dollars in assets and the competition of those unicorn uh, companies. And it's important as we move through the process. And I've got a list of about 35 of them, uh, you know, and and I look at some of these I have not heard of uh, because I don't play with them. Some of them are very interesting because I have. Jewel's Lab, electronic cigarette. It's a $16 billion unicorn. Okay, these are companies, startups that are, have over a billion dollars or more invested. You got Epic Games. The gaming world is just unleashed. That's a $15 billion company, video game developer, and they, they makers of Fortnite. And then, of course, you've got DoorDash. It's a food delivery app. Uh, it's four, uh, $4 billion and, and continues to climb. Uh, one of the ones we work with is a Zip Recruiter. It's a $1.5 billion. Uh, launched in 2010, and it's working. Freshworks, it's uh, customer support and services. The Intercom is customer messaging platform uh, built in 2011. So you can see that there's quite a few unicorns out there. In fact, uh, uh, the report was that uh, over, uh, if I memory serves me correctly, we had over... Uh, um, uh, let's see, uh, the new class companies that reach a billion dollars valuation in 2019 is uh, approximately about 200 companies competing for this. And we talked about uh, the numbers uh, that, uh, you know, the dollars, uh, a, a classic example in 2018, we had nearly 100 companies achieve that. I just read off a few few that did that. Uh, there really is a tech focus in some of these companies as far as being a uh, dollar companies and more importantly uh, robotics artificial intelligence autonomous cars and health are your major categories and I'm very proud to say that we've covered all those categories as we discussed uh, the radio show so the today's radio show is about round robin discussion on technology the importance of technology in our lives how to make our lives a little bit better and really uh, how to improve our lives. When I look around, uh, I told you, take a, you know, to take a look around you and find out what you have. Because uh, in the next segment, I'm going to talk a little bit about, uh, 
you know, automation. Everybody's scared about automation and being replaced, and you got the, uh, you know, uh, the uh, the robotics that are going to replace you, and the automation are replacing you. But really, uh, that industry is growing. It's going to continue to grow, and we just have to be ready for it. Uh, the uh, robotic process automation and digital process automation uh, is it's coming. And we need to understand that. So as we as we look back, you know, some of the takeaways for uh, that are important, and I'd like to talk to you a little bit about technology, is really the disruptive technology. Because uh, these are the technologies that uh, uh, are important because disruptive technology is significantly alters the way a company does business. When you take a look at, uh, just in my own story, my own experience, having been able to work at DARPA for four, four and a half years, you know, leading uh, the world in DOD with new revolutionary, uh, not evolutionary, but revolutionary, their idea is if it hasn't been done and it's hard, that's a DARPA project. There's a lot of companies or government agencies that have tried to mirror DARPA. However, they've been unsuccessful. ARPA, Intel community, HARPA for DHS, RARPA, ARPA-E for DOE. The, what's missing is the ability to fail. You have to have the freedom to fail and expand your knowledge by taking the risk. Of course, you, it has to be calculated risk. It can't just be throwing money away just to failure. But we learn more through failure than we do through successes. And that's one of the things that DARPA does very, very well. It eliminates, uh, it reduces the failure rate, but it still allows the program manager to fail. As long as the program manager understands why the failure uh, is, uh, is taking place. So let's learn through our failures and succeed at the next step. So disruptive technology is significant. Uh, it disrupts the technology, allows small companies to find and overlook uh, uh, target markets and gain market shares uh, from the big companies. Blockchain is a, a disruptive technology, and of course, a lot of the uh, Uber, Lyft, and uh, cars are also uh, breakthrough technologies. So, in our next segment, we're going to be talking about. Uh, automation and AI and the impact of our world. But this time, I just wanted to give you and thank you for the audience for listening in. We continue to increase uh, the audience number uh, every every month, every week, and so I'm very proud of that. So we're going to take a short break here, and I'll be back in just a second. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America. 
America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome, folks. Uh, this is Jose Negron, your host on T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Our subject today is round-robin discussion on technology. We've been talking about technology, and technology is using a scientific method to understand and produce a gadget and product, uh, either through engineering. Innovation is taking an idea and moving it through the market. And most importantly, we've been talking about disruptive technology, which has been the difference between the agility of a small company company and those incumbent large companies that look at a market segment and allows the little companies to create new business. Uh, One of the things we will continue to uh, discuss and it brings up every time I do my research is really the uh, early adopters, uh, these innovators who who take on new technology at the very beginning is about 2.5%. Then the early adopters are about 13% and then early majority and late majority about 68% and of course the laggers. So the question is, where are you? Are you an innovator who takes on the new product immediately when it comes off the street? Uh, I can think of the uh, Apple Watch or Lyft when it came out or Uber when it came out. Uh, Were you the first users or were you on that spectrum? Were you an innovator, an early adopter, or early slash late majority? And hopefully you weren't a lagger. Because still, uh, we need to all use the technology. Now, technology has been beneficial to us. I'd like to talk and change uh, a little bit the topic uh, right now. I want to talk about technology, but the automation of technology. Because that's where the workforce really needs to concentrate. Because a lot of the businesses right now uh, are looking at automation, looking at AI, and it will continue to triple. Okay, so uh, businesses are three times as many, 51%, are going to increase the uh, automation in their workplace and use of AI. So we need to understand, and businesses right now, IT uh, companies and leaders are becoming more confident as they do a proof of concept with their processes. Uh, what, What we really need to understand is the first principle of automation. Why do we even automate? 
And the first principle of automation is really simplification of the service process. If we can simplify it and we can repeat it, then most likely we can automate that service. And that's really the uh, the the jest of automation. The main objective of simplification of service process is reducing the performance variation by reducing the process steps. So if we reduce the steps and we have some consistency, you have some gains. Uh, I'm just looking at automation when we talk about the driverless car. There is the driver, level one is the driver assistance. Level two is partial automation. uh, Level three is conditional automation. I bet you the Tesla is right between level two and three, depending on the activities. And then, of course, level four is high automation and complete automation. We're not quite there, but people are really looking at that from an industry perspective. When you have all the major car manufacturers uh, developing self-driverless vehicles or automated vehicles, off-road vehicles, it is fascinating to as a project manager for the 2004 Grand Challenge, I can say, wow, that's pretty impressive. Because in 2004, uh, it wasn't even heard of. It was unbelievable. Uh, the first time I briefed that the, it would be an autonomous vehicle out on the on the Mojave Desert, I just got a big stare from the uh, Los Angeles Power and Light and said, you're going to do what? And so we went ahead and created this spectacular event called the DARPA Grand Challenge 2004, 2005, 2007. And here we are uh, talking about self-driving cars, about, uh, I would say right now, off the top of my head, about 10 states have authorized self-driving cars. You've heard the Google car, so things are happening. Uh, What are the different types of automation and what are the benefits? The benefits uh, of automation, of course, and this is why business is looking at automation, is a higher production rate, increased productivity, uh, more efficiency in the use of materials, better quality, improved safety, and shorter work week for the labor and reduce factory lead times. These are the reasons why people are automating. Uh, it is going to be difficult, and I predict this. You know, we're talking about a living wage, and I don't want to get into the politics, but living wage now, or do we wait in the future? Uh, you're going to be replaced by the robots one way or the other, and automation. And when AI comes in, you're going to uh, that's going to improve services too. But do not fear it. Let's retrain. Get Get yourself into the education of technology and innovation. This is what we've talked about in in our program. And if you need to go back, take a look at our earlier shows when we talked about uh, technology and education and the future uh, need of education for the 21st century. So more importantly, as we continue to grapple with the robotic process automation, RPA, and digital process, uh, DPA, companies are turning and moving into that uh, level of uh, automation. Uh, The ISG did a research. It asked about 500 businesses and IT leaders about the current future plans of automation and AI. Uh, And to be honest with you, 
uh, 51% said they expect to be automating some practices and definitely using AI in the future. 51%. So, and some of the pilot programs and uh, proof of concept programs are being very successful and they expect to implement that in their companies, whether they're large companies or small business within 24 months. So, my, my point here that I'm trying to tell you is automation is coming. Be ready for it and get yourself retrained if you need to. One of the things that I like to talk about is that uh, the RPA vendors, uh, uh, especially uh, Unipath, reached a $3 billion valuation in September. Physical robots, a- ABB announced plans uh, to uh, have robots build other robots uh, in its uh, production process. And MIT announced $1 billion initiative uh, for a new college focus on AI. The government itself, uh, the U.S. government, DOD announced uh, through DARPA a large D- uh, AI initiative. And I'm, I'm, I'm pushing AI, but uh, you know, right now AI has been with us about three generations is the way I look at it. It's come up three times. This is the third time. It's got to be successful. Uh, automation is machine-to-machine activity, and it's repetitive process. It's simplification, and you improve your quality output. AI is learning uh, through your repetitive process and letting the machine continue to learn and improve the process. That's a that's a big leap. Right now, we're more in the machine-to-machine learning, uh, a little bit and less in the cognitive learning process. So that's what we have to do. 10% of the jobs will be lost in the future due to automation and um uh, due to automation and uh, AI disciplines being uh, taken over in the w- workplace. However, 3% of the jobs will be created. And I believe it will uh, create uh, about the same number of jobs because you will shift. I, I find it's kind of like a contractor. A contractor comes to me when I was in government and says, Jose, I like to keep doing the work I'm doing. And I said, well, I agree with you. I'd like for you to keep working on the stuff that you're doing. But you need to pay attention to the work you're doing today and quit looking at the future. Work today so that I can at least evaluate you that you merit the contract in the future. And sometimes we forget that. Uh, In 2019, um, we saw the creation of uh, more bots into RPA. Uh, the creative designers improve user interface and chat boxes and voice skills uh, and and the experts in business processes. That all increase. One in ten startups will begin life with a digital worker than a human worker. Okay? One in ten startups uh, today Work, uh, will begin life with more, digi- with more digital workers than human workers. And that's pretty impressive to me when I look at that. You're talking about, think about this, Kodak at the peak in 1973 had 120,000 workers. Facebook that bought Instagram in 2012, they had 13 workers. Look at that displacement. You know, and now, of course, we're not comparing apples to apples, and that's the bad statistics as far as I'm concerned as I look at this package here that I'm reading. But 10 startups in 2019 will be more agile, they will be more lean, and they will be able to scale. And that's that's really what we're doing. In fact, in my own business, 
business. Most of my folks, uh, I have 50% working from home, 50% working on site. I told you about my son and, and his wife working at home. Uh, at least in the D.C. area, that seems to be the, uh, the trend right now. Automation will continue to accelerate after 2019, and we've talked about that. We talked about the automobile industry being leader in the automation uh, and uh, uh, robotic type capability, but then we have other work that's coming. Uh, I have, for example, the logistics, uh, loading and unloading uh, um, uh, trucks, and so forth. Uh, in when you take a look at Amazon warehouse, they nothing but robotics grabbing the product off the shelf put it on the uh, flatboard and the flatboard going out to the processing so that it can get to, to your home the next day. So all these things are happening and will continue to happen. In fact, uh, there's uh, when we talk about uh, robot uh, process automation, there's 57 use cases in application. And so I'll just give you the RPA use cases of the five major categories or buckets. And you'll see the robotic application and eventually uh, AI influencing this, these businesses. Okay, first of all is the common business process and activities. And then there are commercial functions like sales, uh, customer relationship. Then there are activities uh, in support function, tech support, technology, finance, HR, operations, and procurement. These are the areas that will be impacted by robotic process automation. Remember, automation is simplifying the skills that you have to do, the tasks that you have to do. If you can simplify and you can enumerate those tasks, you can automate that task. And that's what they're doing, either through a robot performing the task or through digitalization. And especially digitalization, when we talk about the banking industry, the insurance industry, the telecom and retail. So RPA application for personal use is also also on the rise. So as I look across and I, I talk about common uh, business processes, I'm talking about a quote for, for cash, uh, per, uh, per, uh, procure to pay. You know, a lot of times we just, uh, I mean, look at the internet. I, I just order some clothes or order some uh, technology products from Amazon and uh, or you go to Micro Center and order other computer software systems. So uh, these are, cust- these are uh, um, you know, RPAs that are happening at today. And we look at this. Data migration is a huge factor. In the commercial functions, we're talking about marketing sales and uh, and creating the ability to move forward customer relationship management I, I love this so RPA is here to stay just be aware of that and in 2019 uh, a, a good portion of the 51% of the 500 companies that were uh, evaluated or re, uh, uh, researched uh, said that uh, they're going to do something about it in fact Deloitte had just come out with a paper uh, that uh RPA uses computer codes, rule-based software robots to automate certain human tasks. RPA differs from artificial intelligence, such as cognitive computing or machine learning. This is what I was talking about a little bit earlier. And uh, uh, Deloitte's real big on RPA benefits because they're looking at financials, you know, the need to a higher degree accuracy and consistency, repetitive uh, manual nature of the transaction, information gathering of fresh 
fragment systems, dependency on data entry and manipulation and report generation. So this is accounting and finance uh, that we'll use most, uh, mostly in the area RPA uh, deployments uh, to, that uh, Deloitte will have to its clients. But it is interesting that it, even in the financial section, you're find, finding out the automation. We talked a little bit about that uh, when we were talking about uh, technology. Uh, another another subject I'd like to talk about is is a space. You know, we're automating a lot of the space activities. In fact, they had some microsats. Uh, and I have the article right here that says uh, you had. Uh, you had Mar- Marco A, Marco B that were launched uh, to, uh, from the Earth on May 2018. They were pointed towards the sun, and of course, they've lost contact, and they're trying to figure out why did they lose contact, but there was a miniature satellite that they're using. So therefore, the the how they position their uh, their antennas to communicate back to Earth is so critical in, in the, in, in the uh, I guess, the era uh, of doing that it's so small uh, or you have to be very, very accurate is the best way to describe that in order to communicate that. Uh, we have Elon Musk uh, talking about uh, SpaceX and the ability to go to Mars. And now the projections right now were about 200,000 a person around trip, you know, to go to Mars. And that included, uh, you know, your life support equipment, uh, the ability to live on Mars and then come back. And he's, he's predicting based on all the uh, current testing and, uh, and successful launches that he's had, he says uh, cost for passengers may be less than a hundred thousand. So, and we talked about in uh, in our on our space shows that the trend of people signing up to go to Mars or go back to the moon for the mineral uh, capability or explore or the settlement. I think uh, NASA just released a uh, an RFP, uh, request for a proposal for a uh, space station uh, around the moon so they can uh, hook up in, uh, near the moon uh, and then uh, go from the space station down to the moon and back. And that will be the key. Uh, so as we talk about our subject today, our t- subject today is round robin discussion on technology, the importance of being uh, an early adopter. We talked about the robotic uh, automated uh, uh, processing or the digital processing initiatives that companies are going through, uh, the ability to use smaller uh, satellites or technology to to move forward to the future because we are moving towards the future. Even the uh, government has uh, started a uh, uh, the need for a space force and uh, the ability to establish a policy and a strategy and a conceptual framework to to get uh, the space uh, pre- uh, a preeminence that we need for the 21st century. And let me tell you, when I look at the various satellites there, I mean, Elon just launched a, uh, uh, I think over, he wants to launch over a thousand satellites to establish broadband communication throughout the, the world. So just that alone is, is huge. But folks, uh, we've uh, come to the end of our second period here. I'd like to thank uh, everybody. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about disruptive technologies and some of these technologies that have made it into our lives a little bit more. This is your host, Jose Negron, and we're you're hearing the T3 show today, Tomorrow's Technology, and I'll be right back.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Success doesn't come by chance. It's a decision to take a chance on you. Attending the University of Choice is a goal, but not a guarantee. Dr. Cynthia Colon offers you the formula of going from good, better, to best, and increasing those chances of receiving that yes to your dream university. Get the one-to-one attention every student needs to succeed. Tune in to Destination University, live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to todaytomorrowstechnologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks. This is Jose Negron, your host for T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Today's discussion is round-robin discussion on technology. And the reason I selected this topic is as I look back and I look at these uh, leading magazines, uh, technology magazines, I see that uh, most of the topics that we've been discussing here for about a year or two years at T3 have been in the top 10 or top 25 new technologies or innovation that are mentioned in the leading tech magazines. Uh, as I said at the beginning of the show, I find this very rewarding and I take pride highlighting future innovation technology and engineering products to our audience. Audience. More importantly, our audience seems to be responding because uh, every month and every week we still increase the number of our participants. So the, for the audience today, I just wanted to provide you a quick summary. We've got, uh, of course, our our podcast um, and we've got different subjects on, the, on our particular channel here and you need to go to Voice America. On the Variety Channel, look up T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies, and the subject matter on our podcast is numerous. We, we talk about Nucroma, we talk about, uh, which is an eyelens uh, correction, we talked about uh, Pneumobag Kit, which is a wound care product uh, with hyperbaric, uh, THOT, topical hyperbaric oxygen treatment, that it is coming. In fact, I learned today from the owner that uh, New York has uh, provided the codes to, uh, to use 
use uh, the hyperbaric treatment. So that's been uh, long pole intent. We talked a little bit about space and how much we know about space and what do we need to do about space. We talked about going back to uh, Mars. Uh, initial cost was about a little bit over 200000 And uh, Mr. Musk uh, said uh, we're trying to get that less than 100000 We talked about off-road racing and encourage you to listen to that. Uh, we celebrated DARPA's 60th year. We celebrated the self-driving car 15-year anniversary. And, of course, the uh, U.S. acquisition process. How do you stay the course or change? And, of course, uh, we uh, we always talked about education and technology and the need to get ready. In the last segment, we talked a little bit about automation and AI. So now I'd like to turn to about 11 uh, examples of disruptive technology. Now, last week I, I was able to cover just a little bit. I won't get into real specifics here in the next few minutes, but just enough to mention why these products are becoming very disruptive because they form a new um a new market segment. Uh, you have new uh, p- uh, folks that are are engaging in this, and they becoming e- either innovators or early adopters or a majority um, uh, users uh, for these new products. And of course, uh, I talked about automation. I talked about uh, artificial intelligence, and of course, the number one disruptor in the near term in the next year or two, as we continue to discover, is of course artificial intelligence. The other major disruptor is the uh, Internet of Things, um, IoT. Uh, there's so many things that are hooked up. Uh, as I mentioned in the last segment, Elon Musk is, is trying to launch over a thousand satellites, if the number is correct, but a huge number of satellites, so he can establish broadband connection throughout the world. And therefore, if you're not in a in a broadband connection, then you'll have that opportunity. And it's really important. The next one is space colonization. These are disrupted technologies, and I'm just so happy that we're covered most of this topic. 3D printing, you haven't heard me talk about a little 3D printing, but that is an industry that is growing, and is uh, cre- it is something that is expanding. In the U.S., Europe, and, and, and China are the top three places where 3D printing manufacturing is occurring, and it has grown about 130 33% in the three years is a $9 billion uh, business in 2017 and it's predicted to be a $21 billion in 2020. I know 3D printing is becoming important because its ability to expand uh, and to include glass, you know, uh, printable items, uh, glass, soybean base, wood filter, ice, uh, icing sugar, nobella, r- metal, rubber, wood, I mean, there's a lot of capability in these uh, uh, 3D printing. Another technology that uh, a lot of folks have not uh, taken a, um, notice is, of course, the medical trend. Uh, medical uh, innovation is ongoing. Uh, the ability to do DNA testing, co- uh, cancer screening, uh, uh, protein biomarker analysis, uh, frictionless remote and monitoring uh, your health uh, is critical. High-speed travel, I think, is really going to be the uh, the real breakthrough. In fact, there's a high-speed ch- train that I read in China uh, that is coming, and it will really be, I think it's over 300 
miles an hour, and it's it's just huge in in the speed that it's going. Of course, you got uh, Mr. Musk uh, doing the Hyperloop, and the reality before intends to make it a reality by 2020, and so that is ongoing. We talked about blockchain technology. The ability to uh, um, it's crypto on the technology. It, it, it this is something that I haven't really paid that much attention. I heard about it uh, almost five years ago. I had a good employee that uh, uh, decided to part our company and go work on blockchain technology. And of course, it's coming back. And of course, robotics. We talked a little bit about robotics. We talked about autonomous vehicle. We talked about virtual reality. The the gaming industry is really picking up them, the virtual reality, and of course, renewable energy. So those are the quick uh, disruptive, where we expect disruptive technology to occur. Uh, one of the things that I'd like to bring up is I'm sitting here looking at, uh, you know, the smart home, and I always like to look at this because it's something that as a small, as a kid, I always uh, was fascinated by, and I always wanted to uh, uh, make my home a little easy, uh, better, simpler, and just, I thought it was cool to come in the door and you know unlock it by your push button and then say lock the door and locks would happen or open up the curtains or close the curtain turn on lights and and so forth and so on so here we are with the smart gadgets uh the smart temperature gauge uh you know so we've got smart temperature gauges we've got uh security cameras we've got uh, uh sensing uh capability for allergies we've got sensing capabilities for leaky faucets. So a lot of it uh, is dependent on you, the homeowner. I mean, when you take a look at uh, the various ability to, uh, to, to communicate and make your home smart from Amazon Alexa, Apple HomeKit, Google Assistant, uh, I mean, these are uh, products that can help you. I, I even came across, uh, you know, the best lawnmowers and uh, robotic lawnmowers. Uh, they can go out and, cr- uh, and cut the grass. Right now, we have the iRobot for the vacuum cleaner in, in the house. Now we've got an iRobot for the lawnmower. You know, so it's it's funny uh, or interesting as I look at these uh, gadgets that are being built. Mar- uh, the marine speakers, where you could, if you have a pool or you're going uh, uh, boating or skiing, uh, the ability to take these waterproof speakers with you, and of course, the security. So these gadgets are constantly uh, being uh, pumped out by the industry. They're constantly being uh, remodeled. Uh, Remember, there's uh, revolutionary and evolutionary. Evolutionary is a small step, making the product a little bit simpler. That's usually what the uh, the larger company uh, do. They improve the product. You take the, uh, uh, let's take the Apple earbuds. You know, they're constantly trying to play with that. Or even the smartphones. Most of us have a smartphone. We don't, what we don't realize, that is a supercomputer. That's uh, in 1980s, I was looking at the uh, supercomputers in uh, different parts of the United States to use it. And now today I'm holding one in my hand. So it's quite interesting as I look at that. And then, uh, you know, the, the speed of disruption uh, that uh, that technology uh, brings about in our, every phase of our human life. 
from medical to business to school to recreation, uh, you name it, tech, new technology is being developed uh, there. We talked about last week, uh, you know, all the camping gadgets that you can get or products, uh, you know, better sleeping bags, better tents, better stoves, lighter stoves, smaller stoves, lights, you know, solar uh, where you can recharge. All these things are being impacted today by these uh, disruptive technology uh, by the small business. So uh, I, I'm I look, I'm looking around and I'm going wow we really are innovating and uh, you know even the commercial real estate uh, is taking a notice and uh, and so they're they're using smart technology to help them broadcast it used to be where you know when I look at Zillow uh, a lot of that information you just didn't have now uh, you used to go to the newspaper to get that so I, I find it quite interesting now I can go to Zillow and get most of it or or uh, pretty comparative with what a real estate agent would provide you as far as the home specs. Uh, as I said, REI anniversary sale runs through. Uh, uh, it just uh, went off the sale here. But every level of mountain bikes, you know, uh, portable fire pits, uh, you know, it just has everything. So I look at all these things uh, as I marvel uh, as I was my son's uh, uh, fortunate enough to make Eagle Scout and going camping and the the things that you had to pack in, pack out, and you always wanted to make it lighter than usual. Uh, but more importantly, your cordless phones, I, 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 you know, your smartphones, your smart tablets, your uh, lightweight uh, or li- a small computer desk. Uh, you know, I used to have a desktop because I'd like to store things, and I, but now it's a laptop. You know, and and I bought a 15-inch laptop, but I'm, it's too heavy now. I'm going to get it a 13-inch, get it lighter and smaller and more capable. So those are the things we're trying to get to, uh, and we will continue to do that as we move through the process. Uh, in today's show, what I've tried to do, we've talked about a round-robin discussion on technology. We talked about the importance of technology and why technology is important in our process. I talked about the various podcasts that you can go to on Voice America, the Variety Channel, Look Up T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technology. We cover a lot of major topics in science, technology, and innovation and engineering, so please take a look at that. I'm looking at... Uh, you know, the difference between innovation and technology. We talked a little bit about that. We talked about disruptive technology. Uh, and, of course, the the key takeaways, uh, you know, it's significantly alter ways company operate and compete. Uh, small companies find uh, the overlooked target market, therefore develop their own market share, and it removes for any manual verification of a transaction and uh, disruptive technology using blockchain. Blockchain could be the next way we do currencies. Not uh, not there qu- quite yet because of the banking industry, but it is coming. It is very positive. Uh, as I look through our uh, early adopters theories, you know, I talked about the innovators. About two and a half percent of us are uh, willing to take on new products without really understanding it. My, I guess there's a. The old generation and the new generation, I find it kind of interesting because uh, 
in the uh, oh, I consider myself in the older generation. Not everything is intuitive to me. I need to read a little bit. Uh, I I get it to some degree. Some things, you know, I'm still learning some new uh, tricks on the iPhone. So it's it's kind of interesting to me. But the uh, the purpose of today's show was to go back and take a look at some of the technologies. But the technologies are usually positive. But like everything else, it could be negative. Uh, look at the technology in gaming. I mean, now you have. Uh, a disease uh, called video gaming, you know, and uh, thumb, your thumb's uh, kind of like tennis elbow. Uh, now you have thumb uh, video game uh, disease. So it, it I, I kind of small because everything in excess is uh, is too much. So we need to be careful, but we need to understand what, what technology does for us. And we need to understand what we can uh, help ourselves with new technology products. So as we continue on, I'd like to take a moment to uh, thank uh, Dee Daniels, our executive producer, and especially my executive assistant, Alexander Loreno, who uh, publishes what we're doing on the show every week. Uh, next week, we'll talk about a very interesting topic. I am very thankful for the audience out there. Our topic today uh, was round robin on technology, and I appreciate those who are listening. If you need anything else, uh, uh, please call the show and or email me at todaytomorrowstechnology at gmail.com. This is your host, Jose Negron. Until next week on our new technology show, I'll see you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. We hope you'll join your host, Jose Negron, for another exciting program next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week. 